welcome to the Audit 15 Fund podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, I have the honor to have as my guest, Alan Mara. He is the chief audit executive, Chewy, which is the largest pet retailer in the U.S. He joined the company before its IPO four years ago and built the internal audit department from scratch. Welcome, Alan, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you, John. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be talking about a very hot topic in the internal audit profession, artificial intelligence. So some hypothetical questions here for you. We're going to use our imagination today. So if you, if your audit department could have one artificial intelligence superpower, if you want to call that. What would it be and why? Interesting question. And um, I've been thinking about inter uh, internal audit, actually superpowers from like AI for a long time now, especially after AI came into more conversations and the speed of uh, the conversation that this is coming to fruition is being, you know, super fast, right? When you look about any technology we adopted in the past, um, from um, really, you know, the speed of uh, adoption and the need to adopt actually the new technology, AI, is being pushing any boundaries that I should ever seen in my past. So definitely disruptive. Um, and we all know from a perspective of internal audit, keeping pace is very important. Um, one of the things I've been studying a little bit is natural language processing, or NLP. Um, it's been a lot of conversations about NLP. Um, it's something about AI that's still not necessarily very mature just yet, but I think from the internal audit perspective, uh, that's actually big payoff if we start to invest in a little bit more in LLP. What I mean by that is uh, NLPs can be used to interpret interpretations of uh, uh, data that's not necessarily structured data. So you're talking about understanding what I'm talking to you right now mm -hmm. uh, and then making that make sense. What that means, it means that if you can plug in all the softwares, any uh, applications, uh, anything throughout the entire uh, network that you have in your company, um, the system or whatever, you know, what is being built will be able to understand trends, situations, uh, tone, uh, topics, and will probably make that make sense. When you think about that from the internal audit perspective, right, um, you would be able to probably look into uh, potential trends in data that you wouldn't if it was just kind of a pulling tables or data from the actually straight, you know, straight out of uh, IT tables or, you know, things that we house into our uh, frameworks. Uh, but then adding that layer, then you can say, what is the tone? You know, what is being said, right? So it can be used for fraud detection, can be used for uh, uh, trend analysis where potential increased risk can be identified, you know? So sometimes... Uh, natural language processing can help identify what's going on in the world, you know, and then actually how is that affecting the company? Who is talking about that? Um, you know, which areas are being more impacted because there's probably going to be more of a conversations related to those things. Um, so that would actually help quite a bit organizations into like regulatory compliance, you know, so if there's a need for um, you know, uh, increase regulatory compliance. We all know, actually, regulatory compliance is just increasing in scope, right? Every day there's a new law, there's a new regulation. Even if you're based in the U.S., overseas, you know, it's always actually something else. In fact, there's a lot more implications, including AI, 
um, uh, regulatory aspects in there overseas than actually there are in the US today. Uh, so there's a lot of conversations happening, but uh, natural language processing would technically help also cope within understanding what's going on. And then is that our models in the, in AI uh, sustainable and then actually delivering to the needs that we're actually looking for. So long story short, in terms of actually now what I think the superpower would be, um, NLP, I think is my bet, you know, for internal audit. Uh, I think that would actually help us achieve uh, a lot more without the need to uh, be, be able to touch, because it's humanely impossible to know all these things right, today in right. a company, to deploy resources into, well, let's look into this, let's do that, you know, and this technically would bring all that to um, uh, availability of uh, you know, internal auditors today. Um, speeding up actually quite a lot of uh, questions and understanding. You know, there's always conversation about privacy over all this, but you know, just important to 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 bring that one up too. But I, I think having the superpower that would be the superpower of uh, what I'll be. There you go, NLP. I love the answer. Yes, unstructured data and you know, coming up with trends and making sense of the data, right? And like you mentioned too, important understanding the tone, right? Because that's that's big. Right. That kind of, it's more predictive versus just looking at the data like past. So it's more, a little, a little more foresight. Follow up question there, because, you know, tone is kind of subjective and there's some things in, in artificial intelligence that are subjective, you know, bias, because still artificial intelligence is, you know, where we humans are, are part of making that or creating that. So there's still some bias that maybe going into that. And I had a conversation with someone on the podcast and there was a new bias that he called the chat GPT bias. So from your perspective, thinking about artificial intelligence, what are some of the bias risks that you see with that? Yeah. Um, a lot being discussed also about bias, right? When you look at laws and regulations coming out of uh, EU and other places, you know, it's a lot of focus into uh, bias and discrimination. Right? So there's actually uh, factual situations. I'm not going to mention any company names, but there are companies that got in trouble because discrimination of uh, trying to hire employees. Right? And so the, the algorithm actually they had in there, uh, it was biased, you know, and actually had uh, situations where people were technically discriminated, right? And then some of the resumes were just not being made to the managers that were hired, you know, and then identified actually situations where um, uh, the algorithm actually was not properly done. Um, a lot of bias comes because, and it's just, you know, based into historical data, information that has actually happened in the past, not necessarily actually know all based in truth, you know, or actually what the company really uh, wants to do or not company, but in general, like anybody, right? The model doesn't want to do that. So, um, so I think the bias perspective, it does need to be study one, regulated in perspective into um, what is reasonable and unreasonable to do. There's multiple situations that, you know, uh, buyers can use discrimination in terms of, as you know, credits being given to certain people or better credits being given to certain people, but not the others because maybe where they live, zip code, you know, related or something. So historical crime rate that actually might influence certain things. So what I think, you know, in, in, in what we must do is watch for actually the bias and then how the AI is being built, uh, understand how AI ethics is being considered into the whole program, 
right, into your company building AI and any other companies. But what really actually worries me, John, is um, there's so many companies coming out of, uh, you know, every day, right? Everybody becomes AI now, right? So there's actually right. a new trend. Right? Everybody is the AI. But when you look at and you ask the question to those AI companies and you're looking at them and say, all right, so how do you process, you know, like your data, your bias and things? It comes down to, well, this is our secret sauce. And then it becomes a black box, right? Mm -hmm. And then how do you know, you know, what they're using, you know, into their code, into their AI, you know, and then what they're giving to you, to your employees, to your companies. It's technically, you know, in some point today, unknown a certain level, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I think there's a lot of a conversation that needs to happen into how are we going to regulate, you know, maybe, um, you know, algorithm, you know, those definitions and then making sure that it's not biased. Maybe in the future, you know, who knows, we'll have AI auditing AI, which is going to be, you know, searching for uh, <laughs> bias in AI, you know. Um, and I think it's interesting to think about because it does bring actually, you know, a lot of uh, comments in terms of actually, you know, the skill sets, right, into what are we going to end, you know, from an audit standpoint. But Beyond that, you know, um, I think today the perspective bias, a uh, very important topic. Uh, we know it's happening. There's actually uh, studies around it into um, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. From again, I brought it up the hiring perspective, you know, what, how we can regulate that? How can you regulate financial institu institutions, you know, to kind of uh, give proper credit to everybody else? You know? But in general, like, you know, how do we make it AI fair to everybody and unbiased? Right. 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 Um, so anyway, so that's that's kind of uh, you know my 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 perspective on it. On top of uh, that internal audit layer, which is going to be how do we enforce these things? Right. So one is one thing is regulations. Right. One thing is all right. We want to do this. You must do this. But then when you talk about internal audit, is are we doing this? Right. The trust but verify comes into play. Right. So then our organizations might be picking up actually some uh, organizations out there that use AI. And then how do we know that one, that's unbiased? How do we internal audit perspective, right? How do we know our own AI developed, you know, in our own companies uh, is not biased? They're not, you know, doing that in unintended, hopefully, you know, uh, perspective of bias, you know, into that. Um, so I think all in all, where we stand today, there's a lot to be learned. We know there is actually potential for that. And then how do we prepare ourselves as internal audit you know, profession to um, keep pace with what is changing, how to do it, the controls that should be in place, and then how we ensure that actually is in place. I think it's something that a lot of internal audits, chief audit executives and actually internal audit shops out there must be scratching their heads like, oh, it's a good question. How do I do that? Right? I right. think we'll learn. No, there's next chapters still for us to learn, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There, there, there are a lot of chapters still for us to uncover. And great point, understanding how it's built, right? And some companies, they may say, this is our secret sauce. You can't look at it, but as auditors, you know, that's, we're not going to stop there. So, but you mentioned something there in your answer. That's a good segue to the next question, skill sets. So if you're thinking about, you know, fast forwarding to maybe it's 2030, maybe it's sooner than that, because it's so prevalent right now, but how uh, how would you think of like the artificial intelligence auditor role might look like someone who is specializing in just artificial intelligence as an auditor, how would that look like in the future? Um, 
I'm, I'm thinking because it is a very challenging environment, as you said, John, is moving too fast, right? Um, I'm using my AI all based, you know, historical, uh, you know, background, you know, and then knowledge to respond. And so, you know, what are you asking? Because I don't know what's to come, but what I think what's to come and then what we need to prepare is, um, it will be definitely way more focusing to uh, the things we've been talking here, privacy, data validations, uh, connections between AI to AI, right? So what if actually down the road, there's a bias or misinformation into one AI that your AI connects to that and pull that information? How do we know? If we really think about fast forward, like 10 years, let's say we're moving in this space, right? And then keep moving fast, fast, fast. In the future, probably AIs and bots are going to be talking to each other and then generate information and then send it to us to, you know, hey, here's what I found, right? How do we know as auditors, which is how do we know the, you know, the information that you really see is the truth of the information that you actually are, you know, looking for, right? Because there'll be a lot of things and things actually might fall into this black box we talk of AI or certain levels, right? That will spit into the information, into your information, AI bot, you know, consume it, do something with it, and then send it to you. So I think the uh, auditor of the future um, will have to understand um, all the algorithms, all the coding, all the type of uh, you know data that's being pulled, and then trust actually that information, or not trust actually provide assurance actually that that information is uh, the entirety of the information. Well, we like we do today, right? What is the assurance that we provide? Well, is the data complete and accurate? Yes, but then. How do we trace in a more complex environment, right? That actually talks with uh, different things, you know? Um, I, I think the complexity of uh, uh, the future is also going to be, we're going to be using probably more external type of data, you know, into our organization is going to be actually thinking because I think the trend have to, you know, look into what is going on out there, especially the risk trends, you know, what is happening and how am my company affected, impacted and uh, you know, uh, reacting to the risk that we're seeing, you know, and is, do we have the right controls in place? Do we have the right people in place doing the right decisions? Um, so I think to more answer your question specifically, it would be probably less of uh, in pulling and working doing. I think it would be a lot more of a technical knowledge and questioning analysis over what's happening in that AI environment throughout, right? Are we keeping the privacy? Are we keeping actually the cyber side, you know, of uh, that bots, you know, that environment actually safe and secure? You know, another perspective is um, ensuring actually that um, the data, you know, that our detectives are seeing, you know, and then the company, maybe employees, maybe uh, our customers are seeing, you know, generated by AI is actually, what do you want to say? You know, there's conversation about customer service AI. So you'd be instead of a calling, Right. You know, personally, we are, you know, and we spoke about natural language processing. There's a lot of advancements on that, which is understanding talk like we are, you know, and we, sometimes we do. We already have some of that. You know, sometimes you call a company and then you answer until you get to the person. But it's, you know, it's getting better. I can tell. I call some companies where I could basically solve most of my things over the phone. And somehow, of course, it's not necessarily like all the time where deficient tells, but it's pretty close to it. You know, it knows mm -hmm. the keywords. Is all right. So, but then the outcome, right? Is that the outcome that you as a company want? So then maybe it's an audit profession, you know, we'll need to kind of validate that, right? Is that really coming to the outcome that Alan and John wants? You know, when actually that comes to result of, um, of a uh, deficient tells interacting with our 
our customers, right? Um, so I think, you know, the technical side would be key, right? Uh, we already know that the profession is moving to a lot more IT supervision, IT oversight, uh, support, you know, uh, I always say like a support and things in, in, because it is important for us to keep evolving, keeping pace where the company is going, learning as we go, teaching our, you know, our own teams, and also uh, helping the company achieve, you know, success, but um, say, fall in the lines and say like, okay, here's the boundaries. Here's what we're watching. Here's what we're seeing. Already building that. I think we're in the very important time where we're seeing this being built. And the time is now to basically speak up and say, this is, you know, is, is not really complying with, uh, you know, compliance with privacy laws or whatever it is. So we should be able to, at this point, uh, we have the privilege actually being an inception of AI being broadly, you know, disseminated to maybe in 2030, you know, we don't have as many uh, challenges as we think if we don't do that today, right? Um, but that's a kind of a little call for action, you know, so we, the auditor of 2030, you know, can probably have a little bit or less stressful situation because we thought that today. <laughs> implemented <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully be, be ready. I mean, I, I think that's a, it's a great point that, you know, the complexity I think will increase, like you mentioned, you know, getting external data and validating the algorithms and coding. So I think the complexity is just going to increase. You need to understand the basics, but, you know, as you, you know, let's certify yourself in a, as an artificial intelligence auditor, it's never ending. The learn, you know, learning never ends there. So great, great, great point there, Alan. So really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. My pleasure, John. Always, always good to, to touch base. I appreciate it. 